Welcome to Random Thoughts. Today we're going to be talking about this Ukraine-Russia war and why this is happening. I am not a historian, so I advise that you do some research and read and find out exactly why things have gone in this direction and uh, look up other sources. I have my own sources that I had looked at here that we're going to be looking at today. I will say though that this certainly broke out under this president here. But we're not going to play the, game, the blame game here. President Trump, by the way, has put out a statement or I think he spoke live, I'm not sure, condemning what Russia did. But uh, let's start with, with this story here. Lesson from Ukraine. Breaking promises to small countries means they'll never give up nukes. And this is from the, in, the, in, the Intercept. Murtaza Hussein, he's written this story, February 27th, 2022. And it reads as follows. In the 1990s, world powers promised Ukraine that if it disarmed, they would not violate its security. That promises was broken. That promise was broken. Ukraine was once home to thousands of nuclear weapons. The weapons were, were stationed there by the Soviet Union and inherited by Ukraine when, at the end of World the Cold War, it became independent. It was the third largest nuclear arsenal on Earth. During an optimistic moment in the early 1990s, Ukraine's leadership made what today seems like a fatal, a fateful decision. I think fate, fatal is actually the right word, being what's happening now, but let's continue. It says fateful decision to disarm the country and abandon those terrifying weapons in exchange for signed guarantees from the international community ensuring its future security. I wouldn't have done it, that's just me. Don't trust anyone. Trust and verify. Have the might but don't use it. Have the might of the power so others, it will deter them. That's just how I look at it. To be a superpower, you can have the best army and nukes and you don't need to use it because other countries will be deterred from bothering you because they know what you have. And so I would have never given it up, but that's just me. That's the way how I think. 
maybe you might think differently. Leave a like, share, and subscribe if you agree, and comment on if you disagree. Tell me why or what you would have done. But the decision to disarm was portrayed at the time as a means of ensuring Ukraine's security through agreements with the international community, which was exerting pressure over the issue, rather than through the more economically and politically costly path of maintaining its own nuclear program. Today, today, with Ukraine being swarmed by heavily armed invading Russian troops, bristling with weaponry and little prospect of defense from its from its erstwhile friends abroad, Earth friends, whatever you want to call them, I don't call them friends, but I may be speaking too soon because there are a lot of sanctions going on, but are the sanctions going to work? But uh, the decision is looking like a bad one. No crap, Einstein. The tragedy now unfolding in Ukraine is underlining a broader principle, a broader principle, clearly seen around the world. Nations that sacrifice their nuclear deterrence in exchange for promises in the international goodwill are often signing their own death warrants. And I concur. Again, if I am a, if I have an independent country and I'm surrounded by crazies and dictators and whatever you want to call them, no, I am not giving up an iota of my nuclear arsenal because I will be able to defend myself and not be in the position that we are in today in Ukraine. That is, again, my stance. I'm a very, very peaceful guy, which I would lead peacefully. I would be a peaceful president. However, when provoked, any dog, anyone knows, you could be a mutt of a dog but when you are backed into a corner and you have nowhere else to go, they are most dangerous. Now, I'm not saying that I would be like a mutt in the corner. What I'm saying is I would be very peaceful, but I would have the might of my military and my arsenal nuclear weapons to protect me from dictators and people who, who would want to invade and take away my independence. That's just the way how I would would go about my business. And I would mean business. And people would know that I'm not a joke like the president we have now. I would be serious and I would look into your eyes and you would know that I am no joke and this will not happen in my country. And they would know. Because just like dogs can sense 
the weakness in someone of the fear, so can people. We can send fear in other people, so, and weakness, and therefore, we act accordingly. Nonetheless, where was I? Nations that sacrifice their nuclear deterrence in exchange for promises of international goodwill are often signing their own death warrants. In a world bristling with weapons with the potential to end human civilization, unfortunately, let me stop right there. You see, I'm going to get a little bit biblical, but not too biblical, just saying that it is inevitable that these paths that we're heading on now has to happen in order for God to come back and do what he needs to do and there's no stopping it. Nonetheless, end human civilization. Non-perforations itself is a morally worthwhile and even necessary goal. But the experience of countries that actually have disarmed is likely to lead more of them to conclude otherwise in the future. And who would blame them? If I am looking at my neighbors and seeing that when they gave up their nukes, now they're under fire, under attack, why in the world would I do the same? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them. Now, who knows, because of this, North Korea, if they were going to even give them up before and they were serious about it, I bet they're thinking twice about it now. I bet they are. But this betrayal of Ukrainians in particular cannot be understated. In 1994, the Ukraine government signed a memorandum that brought its country into the global nuclear non-proliferation, the non-proliferation, I can't even pronounce the word, proliferation treaty while formally relinquishing its status as a nuclear state. The text of that agreement stated that in exchange for the step, the Russian Federation, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Israel and the United States of America reaffirm their obligation to refrain from the threat or use of force against the territorial integrity or political independence of Ukraine. Ukraine's territorial integrity has not been much respected since. It hasn't. After the 2014 of the Ukraine territory of Crimea by Russia, which brought no serious inter international response, they never do, Ukrainian leaders had already begun to think twice about the virtues. You see, from then, they should have started to build it again. I would have done it under the secrecy, whatever I had to do to, to defend myself. 
So it's just free insane. So anyway, this story, I absolutely um, agree with. I absolutely agree with this story. So, story number, oops, that's not story number two. What happened to my story number two and story number, okay, story number two. Story number two. Hold on, I gotta get a little bit more organized here, buddy. Okay, my this this is my story here. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. I got so many windows open, too many things. I'm trying to do too much. I'm only human. Okay, here we go. So this is FIFA. I don't follow football or soccer as we call it here in the United States much, but they force Russia to compete as RFU and it bans the use of Russian flags and anthem. To me, before I even read the story, it's not they're not going far enough. Don't let them compete at all. Now I war you know who suffers the most in war? The people. The common people are the ones that suffer the most because in most of these wars like from the bad actors we'll say, most of the citizens are not behind the bad actors, yet they're the ones who are going to suffer with blood and death and sanctions and all these other things. So in this case, the Russian athletes who have nothing to do with Putin and whatever he's doing this, and they're now going to suffer. Now, again, if I was in this shoes, they would be banned, and I mean a real ban. This isn't a real ban if all you're doing is saying they're not allowed to say the national anthem and you don't mention their names. It's just, it's not strong enough. I mean, you can say that maybe the country is all about honor and this is a dishonor to them and they would, they would be upset about that. I wouldn't have them compete at all. But so let's read. Amid... The continuing invasion of Ukraine, FIFA, on Sunday, announced new actions against Russia, including that the national team will no longer be allowed to compete under the name Russia. International Soccer's govern, governing body voted unanimously to ban all international comp competition on Russian territory until further notice. Any home matches will be played on neutral territory and without spectators, FIFA said. Russia must also now compete under the name Football Union of Russia or RFU rather than Russia FIFA said. 
adding that neither the country's flag nor anthem would be used during matches. FIFA made the decision as an act of solidarity with Ukraine where dozens of people have died and numerous cities have come under fire since Vladimir Putin, mother Russia, ordered an invasion into the country. Violence is never a solution and FIFA expresses its deepest solidarity to all people affected by what is happening in Ukraine. The organization said in a statement, calls again for the urgent restoration of peace and for constructive dialogue to commence immediately. Now I read somewhere that I believe it's Poland and what's the other, I can't think of it, but they're not gonna have any of their players play against any of the Russian athletes and I commend them for that. I believe it was Poland and Sweden. Yes, Poland and Sweden. They will not allow their athletes to compete with the Russian athletes and I commend that and hope I don't know with poopy pants there in the White House if he's going to follow suit but I as President of the United States I would not allow my athletes to, to also uh, play against Russian athletes as well it's just it, that's the way how it should go will it go that way obviously I don't think so not with with uh, not with this president here but the last story here we're going to talk about US blasting Putin nuclear order and saying it's unacceptable and considers further sanctions let's see what we have here let's find my story here we go so Washington this comes from the Washington routers the United States and NATO on Sunday condemned Russian President Vladimir Putin mother Russia order to put his nuclear forces on high alert as dangerous and unacceptable while the White House said it has not ruled out imposing new sanctions on Russia's energy sector in issuing the order to prepare Russia's nuclear weapons for increased readiness for launch Putin cited aggressive statements from NATO allies and widespread sanctions imposed by Western Union Western Union Western nations the US ambassador to United Nations Linda Thomas Greenfield told CBS Face the Nation program that Putin's actions have escalated the conflict and were unacceptable. She also said that the United States was continuing to look at new and even harsher measures against the Russians. At the Pentagon, a senior U.S. defense official also described Putin's nuclear order as an escalation and said it was putting in play 
forces that if there's a miscalculation could make things much much more dangerous the United States is trying to determine what Putin's order means in tangible terms the official said speaking on condition of anonymity so what else can I say I mean again very dangerous times here folks very dangerous times indeed um, I don't know what else that could be said that hasn't been been uh, been said already I mean why is this actually happening why is this actually happening so let's see I was not going to do any more stories but since I brought up President Trump condemnation I might as well read a little bit of this Trump condemns Russia invasion and hints again at the 2024 presidential run. Orlando, Florida Rothers, former President Donald Trump condemned on Saturday Russians' invasion of Ukraine and said he was praying for Ukrainians, switching tone from his praise for Russia President Vladimir Putin earlier this week. I'm not gonna just read that and not not uh, comment. He wasn't praising them. From what I understand, he said that Russia went into Ukraine under the guise of peacemaking, but it was all a ruse. He said it was very, I don't remember the exact words, very crafty for lack of better words which it was, he wasn't praising them, so get it straight, Alexandra, get it straight, lady. Uh, Trump's remarks at the CPAC, okay, you know, let's get to the, according to an adoring crowd at the event touts itself as the world's largest conservative gathering, Trump used his speech to bash Democratic poopy pants and again hint at a possible run in 2024. Trump had irked some Republican Party members by describing Putin's action in Ukraine, where cities have been pounded by Russia, genius and pretty savvy. Again, it was genius because they essentially went in there under the guise of being peaceful. Stop taking things out of context, people. I hate when when they write these stories. You know, I'm not going to even read any more of this because this lady have her her uh, her something in a bunch. How did they say? I forgot the saying. Her undies in a bunch, whatever you call it. Anyway, that's all I got here for you. Leave a like, share, and subscribe, and I will see you in the next one.
peace. Feel good.